Welcome to See How They Won. A quick-fire tactical analysis of one of the world's biggest matches this week. We're about to explain the game like never before. From bull-bouncing beginner to absolute expert. Here's what's coming up on this week's See How They Won. Liverpool beat Manchester United 7-0 at Anfield in what was one of the strangest games I've seen for a very long time. United had a fair few chances in the first half and would have considered themselves unlucky to be behind at the break. Welcome to See How They Won, a podcast radio original. However, Liverpool came out all guns blazing in the second half and Eric Ten Hag's reluctance to shut up shop played a huge part in producing one of the most embarrassing scorelines in recent history for Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag opted to use Valt Vekos in a number 10 role for Manchester United, with Marcus Rashford playing as a striker just in front, Bruno Fernandes on the left-hand side and Anthony on the right-hand side. Vekos playing in the slightly deeper position was due to his insane pressing ability, which allowed Manchester United to try and prevent the ball being played through Fabinho, who likes to dictate tempo from deep. Rashford playing through the centre of the pitch and in a more advanced position allowed Manchester United to try and get at Liverpool in transition. Liverpool operate with a really high line as they look to press the opposition high up the pitch. This can be exploited by using a pacey attacker through the middle and that's what I think Eric Ten Hag's plan was by using Rashford in a more central area. Vedkos, although he offers a lot in terms of pressing in the forward line and a bit of physicality, he's not going to be the player running in behind, exploiting the high line that Liverpool use. Eric Ten Hag prefers to play in transition against the more possession-dominant sides such as Liverpool. However, Liverpool are also one of the most deadly teams in world football on the counter-attack. So once they beat that first phase of press, it's very difficult for the opposition team to control them. Due to Alisson's unbelievable distribution, Liverpool were able to easily beat Manchester United's press. Eric Ten Hag had Bruno Fernandes pressing the right centre-back and Anthony pressing the left centre-back, with either Rashford or Vekors pressing the holder midfielder who would drop between the two centre-backs. The other would then press Alisson, trying to force him to go long or force him into making a mistake. However, the mistakes were rare for Alisson and he was able to clip the ball into Trent Alexander-Arnold and into Andy Robertson's feet. This would then lead to one of the central midfielders from Manchester United being dragged into a wide area due to Diogo Dallo and Luke Shaw being too deep and not marking the fullbacks. This creates a bit of a domino effect. Because Fred or Casemiro will get dragged into a wide position, either Cody Gakpo, Darwin Nunes or Mohamed Salah could drop into the half spaces or in between the lines to be able to pick up the ball. This would create insane gaps in between the Manchester United defence and the Manchester United midfield which is where they looked to exploit them all game and ultimately led to the seven goals that Liverpool managed to score. The fluidity of Liverpool's front three caused major issues for Manchester United throughout the game. Although on paper Gakpo was listed as a number nine as a central striker, throughout the game his position would vary completely. He would look to drop in between the lines, into the left wing spaces, into the half spaces, into the right wing spaces, making it incredibly difficult to be marked. The likes of Lissandro Martinez and Varane, who would usually be marking him when he's playing on the last shoulder, were unable to come out of their defensive shape to follow him. Also, the likes of Casemiro and Fred were often getting dragged into wide areas, like I mentioned earlier, where they were looking to press the opposition fullbacks when they beat United's press. Ultimately, instead of shutting up shop, instead of going for a bit of damage limitation, Eric Ten Hag 
decided to continue his philosophy and continue playing the same way throughout the game, which ultimately just led to more and more Liverpool goals. For me, this is down to inexperience from Eric Ten Hag. Although at Ajax he featured a lot in the Champions League against really tough sides, it's rare that he was in a position where he'd be 3 or 4 nil down in a game. I think a lot of experienced Premier League managers would have shut up shop, they would have went for the damage limitation approach. But as mentioned, Eric Ten Hag isn't used to these situations and kept with his philosophy and kept pressing high at the pitch and kept looking to get in behind and get at Liverpool to try and score goals. But unfortunately, Liverpool were absolutely relentless and they just kept going at Manchester United and kept going for the kill. Overall, it wasn't the worst tactical approach from Eric Ten Hag, but as mentioned, his in-game management in these situations has to improve. There was more individual errors from the players rather than tactical mistakes, but of course, in a 7-0 defeat, the manager has to take some of the blame. Thank you for listening to See How They Won. We're back same time next week with another analysis of one of the biggest matches in the world. See How They Won, a podcast radio original. If you'd like to see a tactical breakdown of the game in a more visual form, head over to the website where you can check out a breakdown in an article where you will see screenshots of the game and drawings to further explain some of the situations that I've mentioned in this segment.